Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hi, guys. Hello. Hiya. What a week, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. It sure has been yeah. a week. It's yeah. definitely Thursday. We're recovering from various ailments. Yeah. Uh, some some sickness has been had this week. Mm-hmm. We are on the eve at the time of recording of of staying up for a disgusting amount of time in order to cover the Game Awards. Yeah. And uh, also... Plan B. A little bit of breaking news, some Plan B news. Uh, This will be the final podcast this year where we're all sat in the same room. Yeah. Uh, We will be following government guidance uh, going forward. So no more joint streams, no more podcasts in the same room. And then we'll reassess in the new year when we come back based on the contemporary government guidance yeah for those of you outside of the uk government have gone to what they're calling plan b which is wear masks pretty much everywhere and uh, work from home home if you can so that's what we're gonna do some Um, of us will be working from home some of us will still be working at the office but certainly in terms of uh, camera facing stuff this will be the last of our camera facing output for Mm. the year and as i said we will Mm. uh, determine our course of action in new year when we're back we do have a lot of stuff recorded in advance so if you see stuff going out over christmas with us all sat next to each other it's because we were that prepared that Mm. we just got it done Uh, but yeah just a heads up this will be the final podcast of 2021 it's been a long couple of years (laughs) i didn't even notice Uh, where we're in the same room because we're doing this again yeah no Merry one's happy about it, Christmas but you know, you've got to be responsible. And that's what we here at Cultaholic and Triple Jump are doing, mm-hmm. taking it very seriously, mm-hmm. unlike certain politicians. And uh, we'll just have yeah. to roll with the punches. Mm. So let's move on to our video game podcast. Oh, this isn't the last podcast of 2021, by no, the way. Not. There's two more coming uh, before the end of the year. They just won't be like this. Like this. Absolutely. We haven't quite figured out the logistics of them yet, but we will have, hopefully. We will be speaking to you next week and mm. the week after, just before Christmas. Mm. might just be a case of where are we walking today? Exactly. It, it may be, be, yeah. be audio only. Mm. We don't know yet. Bear with us. Mm. This is our video game podcast. Each and every week we're sponsored by a fantastic and very real video game adjacent sponsor. Ben, I believe you have the sponsor this week. I certainly do. I'll read it to you now. Um, Based off, or following I should say, the huge success of Smash Hit Remastered Trilogy, 
Mass Effect, the legendary experience commander space uh, yeah. boy or girl. Um, not Grand Theft Auto, that amazing remaster. No, not that one. No. Not that one. Um, EA and Bioware are thrilled to announce in time for the holiday season Father Chris Mass Effect. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, does it know when you are sleeping? No, it doesn't, doesn't right? actually. Oh. It's sort of, it's only got one ending. Do, do you do you have to be bad or good? Well, you make good or bad decisions mm. throughout, and then at the end, it sort of just finishes, and your choices don't really matter. Oh, so you have to be good for goodness' so sake. Be good for goodness' sake. Mm. Yeah, you better watch out. Mm. Oh, he's coming. Uh, no, that's not real. What? Surprisingly, oh. uh, we I are. I was going to say he's coming out Christmas Day, mm. Christmas Eve. Technically, is when he comes out, isn't it? It's yeah. when he pops out of his Santa hole. Mm. Uh, we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can support us and submit questions to this podcast. Mm. We answer several of your questions wow. as we go through, and there's loads of other tiers available as well. We'd really, really appreciate your support over there. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump there are other ways you can support us too uh one of which is to perhaps uh buy our buy our new merch if you're watching on youtube Should we flip it flip it well we flipped it opposite oh okay yeah. oh biff the mic there flip uh you can now get a sports dog scarf and there are, I believe, only 100 copies of this, our Christmas single, yes. uh, available. A very, very legally distinct Christmas festive song. Yes. Mm. A mm. very legally distinct Christmas uh, song. Christmas uh, song. So you can get those at uh, tripleje.mup forward slash shop. Or mm. triplejumpshop.com. Yes. I mean, that's probably the best one to go to. But I, I believe that <laughs> redirect does work. I think it so. does work. Yeah. <laughs> Tripleshop.com. For a while, it took us to our old store, which yeah. we'd taken down, and you could still sneak your way in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Merch Drop 3 is now live. The Christmas CD, a sports time scarf, a sports time jacket as well that you can wear a to rules actual sporting boss events. Pin, mm-hmm. A pin, a Kiss Me I'm Babs minty fresh tin. Yes. And a shirt with and a shirt. Japanese style really cool logo. Japanese style logo shirt. So mm. go to yeah. tripleJumpshop.com now and check it out. I think the shirt's really cool. Yeah. Is it cool? Yeah, I think it looks really shirt. cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I want one. Uh, uh, do you know where else you can go though? Where? Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Whoa. Yeah. We want 10,000 followers, please. We're nearly at 6,000 now. Yeah. It would be a lovely there. Christmas gift to us if you mm. could follow and like the page on Facebook. Yeah. Find 4,000 people and get yeah. them all to follow the page. Please. Uh, please. Please. And then we'll stop asking. We'll stop asking. We'll pay Ashton. Please. We'll pay James. Mm-hmm. We won't pay the mods. No. We never will. No. Um, and then everyone will be happy. It's as simple as that. Please, you I can't afford our... Christmas presents. No. Our Christmas dreams come true. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Mm. There we are. Thank you so much. Question one. It's from Rock Reese. He says, hi, boys and girl. About two years ago, I played Zelda Bottle for the first <laughs> time. That's Breath of the Wild. Since it's all uh, about the open world, I got the glider, then felt liberated enough to go explore a little. Naturally, I went to the giant castle. I realized after hours of working my way through the castle and its multiple boss fights that I accidentally stumbled onto the final boss of the game. Luckily, I'm <laughs> boss myself at video games, and after a day, I managed to beat the boss. So I beat the game, ironically, without really experiencing it. My question to you all is, have you ever just played a game wrong or not utilized a game mechanic and only noticed towards the end? Thank you, Rock Reese. Thank you, Rock Reese. My mind immediately went to 
I don't know if this really answers the question, but uh, when I used to play Theme Hospital um, on PC, if your hospital got too dirty because you didn't have good janitors to clean mm. the place up, uh, there would start to be like litter around. People would maybe throw up in the corridors. Um, and then you would also get infestations of mice or rats or whatever they were. And you'd have little mouse holes in the skirting board and you'd see them running around. And I was convinced that like, well, if I just put a radiator in front of that mouse hole, <laughs> the, mice, the mice won't come out because you could put radiators in that game and they would be up against the wall. And if you put them in front of a mouse hole, you could see it would like cover them up. Now, the game, I don't think was that sophisticated where it was like, oh, you've blocked that hole. Those mice aren't going to come. <laughs> it was really just a visual indicator of your hygiene rating in your hospital is not up there. No, no pressure. So uh, that's how I used to play Theme Hospital for the longest time, uh, thinking that that is what you do mm. when you get mice. Um, so what I'd do if I had mice in my house, oh, hole in the skirting board, get a radiator installed. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop That'll those mice it. in their tracks. Um, I also, um, one of my favorite games, Beyond Good and Evil, I used to not realize, well, I didn't realize for a while when I first played it, that you could um, actually defeat the guards by attacking them. So uh, relatively early on in the game, you get this little disc launcher thing, and they've got a big weak spot tank on their back, like a gas tank thing. And if you shoot discs at it when they're facing away, they they get stunned, and then you can go and like kick them, and, they, and that's them dead. Uh, but if you get into, if if they see you, they'll come and fight you mm. and you have a stick and stuff and you're whacking them. And I guess I just wasn't very good at fighting them for a while. I thought like, well, they're not going down. I think, is this just so I can buy myself some time and then run away and lose them and then come back again and do the stealth stuff? So I used to think that that's all it was. You just maybe give them a bit of a, a whack and then get out of there. But actually, if you hit them enough times, they will fall on their back and then they burst their tank open. So it's the same kind of thing. But I didn't realize that first time I played the game for quite a while until I think the game eventually sort of forces you to fight them until you get into the next room. But uh, yeah, those are my answers. I have this memory that's like a fuzzy memory where I can't remember many details about like the game i can't remember what game it was and i can't remember like exactly what mechanic it was but i remember being so frustrated with a game and just not being able to understand why i just constantly kept dying and i think ben was playing the game and i'd watched him sometimes and he wasn't dying all the time mm-hmm. and it turned out i'd missed a very early on tutorial of just like rolling you could just roll away and i didn't realize that you could do that so i spent the entire time just being punched and die i was like i don't why am i why is this so hard i don't understand and getting so frustrated and ben watched me play and he went why are you not rolling and i'm like what do you mean (laughs) what do you mean rolling he's like why are you not dodge rolling i'm like because you can't he was like yes you can and he just gave me the mechanic and i was like are you joking i've been like pushing my way through this game for hours and hours and i could have just been rolling around this whole time but i can't remember what game it is like i i have this memory of just him telling me a mechanic that was very easy and helped me get through the bit i was struggling with but i cannot for the life of me remember what game it was but i just remember being like my life has changed but i'm very angry about it so now i make a conscious effort to make sure that that's not a rolling mechanic <laughs> at the beginning of the game i just have to do a quick check make mm-hmm. sure i can do a roll and then I know that I won't forget that that yeah. exists for the rest of the game. Oh, ben, do you have any 
jamminess that you have achieved in no games. no and i i don't want to throw you under the bus here ashton mm. but when we were talking about questions yesterday and you you described this one to me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you made it sound as though this question was about times where you just sort of finished a game really I fast. read out the question. I read out the you actual question. You abbreviated it. I abbreviated it. Don't get me wrong. But I also sent you the question yesterday oh, know, about 1pm. But I'm not well still. I know and you're not well. But you can't blame me. I'm not blaming for, you. For you not reading Ashton, the question when I said it. My problem is, have you ever just played a game wrong or not utilised the mechanic? <laughs> I'm not blaming you. All I'm saying is, when I had this question described <laughs> to me, it was... I finished Zelda really fast. Are there any games like that where that's happened for you? What? And so I've got two answers of games that I finished really fast while ignoring all the side stuff. Did you not read the we've question? No, I didn't. We've I was had in a so much time this state. morning as well. We're recording late this morning because mm. we had a lot that we had to sort out. And we had to, we've had an extra, what, hour? hour? On top of what we normally have in the mornings of a Thursday before we do the podcast. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me this now we've started <laughs> the podcast and got to the question. I was in a fugue state yesterday at my desk, just surviving. And I just, I saw the question there. I was like, oh, this is the Zelda one. Okay. And I wrote my answer out. And I've only heard the question now <laughs> for the first time as Peter yeah. read it. And I was like, Damn, but they might count. I've got as, completely the wrong end of the stick. <laughs> it might still count as having played the game "quote unquote" wrong. Maybe you, yeah. you really like ran through a game and didn't stop to smell the roses. I don't know what your answers are though. So they're not right. They're not right. They don't. <laughs> right. They don't. They don't well, fit. Do you tell your story anyway. Tell us. Yeah, I suppose. So. Unless you can think of an answer. I d I just spent the entire time <laughs> trying to think of one. And I thought, nah, nah. I just get. I just get. It right every time <laughs> never get it i can't wrong. believe you've done this uh so my let's pretend rock reese asked <laughs> yeah i played breath of, breath of the zelda mm. for the first time and i went right to the final boss and i beat it and i missed all the side stuff have you ever beaten a game with without doing any of the side stuff and just running to the end yes rock reese i have actually uh <laughs> that has happened on a couple of occasions one was in assassin's creed valhalla where the game was just so long yeah. that I wanted to finish it. Mm. And so I ignored all the side stuff and uh, ran right to the end. And the second time, Rock Reese, great question again, <laughs> uh, was in Horizon Zero Dawn, where I didn't have it for very long and also wasn't particularly interested in the side stuff. And so I just ran through the story and found it very compelling and didn't want to put it down. So I just ran from story mission to story mission, past all of these settlements and optional areas. <laughs> Rock Reese, so... Well, I suppose that is good, kind of answering question. the question. Because yeah. Kind of. You didn't, if you, it's not that you didn't notice, but you just made a conscious effort to not utilise all of the side, the side quests. quests. Yeah, thank you, Ashton. You did kind of answer the question. Thank you, Ashton. That's why when you said yes, when you gave me your example back, I said, yeah, that works. Because it does it just, work. Is that the example he gave? He's, he's, in the he's, he's I think said, we both thought the said, other person was... He, said, <laughs> I, he was like, oh yeah, like I've done where I've like not done certain things before I finished the game. And I thought, okay, I mean, that makes that sense, counts. I guess. I thought Ashton meant one thing and Ashton thought I understood <laughs> <laughs> and we just completely didn't, did not at all. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I messed it up, it's all right. guys. Well, you can redeem yourself because this is a thing we've never done before that's completely oh, new wow. to the podcast. Oh, so it's, it's in time for the Christmas season. Yeah. It's uh, what we play in time. Ooh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Now, from what I gather, 
this section is the one where we uh, talk about what we had for breakfast, right? Because those are the answers that I've brought because mm -hmm. I understand. Because right. you didn't read the question. I understand what we're here for mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. I, I am yeah. prepared. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been I've been <laughs> playing um, toast, buttered toast, uh, and, um, you know, oh, crumpets. I had on Sunday. Ooh, that I sounds like nice. Crumpets. Pretty good. You, you don't, don't like, like crumpets. crumpets. How can you not they, like they crumpets? They look weird. I don't like the taste. I think they have a weird but, aftertaste. Oh, do you? Really? Yeah, I don't okay. like them. Oh, man. You I know. always go, but I always like the look of them and I think, I'm going to have another crumpet. And I have one and I'm always go, like, just thinking about mm, it. no, I'm mm. not a crumpet gal. What do you put on crumpets? Just butter? I don't have crumpets. No, but what was when, when, when you did? When you've had well, a everyone just puts butter Antifreeze on them, or something. Oh, it tastes really weird. <laughs> I just thought that butter was the only thing. I've ever, only ever seen people put butter on Mostly, it. yeah. It's pretty good with but Marmite. But I don't really like butter on, on like toast Marmite? either. No. no, of course you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Marmite's pretty good on crumpets. Last year, because jam? I had too much... I've never had a sweet crumpet. No, I've not had jam on a crumpet um, before. Last no. year, because I had too much... This is a real... You ready for a first world problem? Yeah. yeah. I had too much camembert. <laughs> you had too much oh my camembert. God. No, it wasn't camembert, it was brie. I had too much brie. Right. Why and did you have an, an over abundance, abundance of brie? Because brie. I was I live alone and my partner brie was, was, was up and there was there was a thing of brie and it's like there's no way we're gonna finish this brie. So I had too much brie. And so I had crumpet, butter, and then brie on top. And that was really, really good. That sounds quite good actually, brie mm. on a crumpet. Yeah, yeah it's nice. No, uh, no cheddar or malted milk biscuits. No, you know, we can't win them all. Uh, what did, genuinely though? Mm. What, what did you have like, for breakfast? What did... Oh, what did I have? No, no. What did you play? I thought you were curious. Uh, you already know. Yeah, yeah you do actually. An extra valley bar it, and two paracetamol. Two paracetamol. Yeah, delicious. Uh, I uh, have not played much this week. We're all not particularly well. Uh, or you Can you right, tell? Ashton? I'm just sleepy. Just I've sleepy. just not been sleeping very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did play a bit more GTA 3 last night. Uh, had some real fun bugs. Um, but, uh, you know, it was... At this point, I just think, what's the point in sharing them on social media? <laughs> I've already done like four or five. So uh, I had a thing where... And this was like... So I was in bed all day yesterday. I was off work yesterday. Mm. Um, and then I thought, I'm going to have to get up. Otherwise, I won't sleep tonight. And then we're doing the game awards. I just thought, no, I'm not messing up my sleep cycle anymore. So I got up at like about seven or something. I went downstairs, played some GTA on the sofa. And uh, the first thing that happened to me is I loaded in the game. I went out into the street. Uh, I hijacked a car. And... I just drove really quickly to where my next mission was. And as I was coming around the corner to where the mission marker was, I like spun the car out and I crashed it a bit and the bonnet like fell off onto the pavement next to me. Then I got out the car and was about to sprint over to where the mission marker was. And like my second step in the sprint, I like stepped into this bonnet and then I'm going like <laughs> on the spot, like, but I'm not completely stationary. I'm like moving really slowly with just like this sort of, Two two of a car bonnet <laughs> around my waist, and it just sort of sticks to me for a while, and then eventually it, it releases me, and I'm like, oh, okay, off we go. <laughs> I'm back. Freedom. I'm back in GTA. I think I've noticed a few things they have uh, tweaked a bit now, which is good. It's still kind of wonky and, and rubbish this game, but uh, you mentioned the rain in the previous podcast, and at the time I hadn't really clocked whether they'd fix that or not. But yeah, the rain is way better, which is good. Um, but they've also, I think extended 
the the fuse time, as it were, when a car sets on fire. Because there was this like major problem in that game at launch where if you were driving along and you took in a, a, too much damage, the car set on fire. In any GTA game that's ever existed, the car burns for just about enough time for you to get out and sprint away. But cars were just exploding immediately. So if you just took too many bumps, you would pretty much, that's a death sentence, you know, and that just kept on happening. Um, fortunately, that is now fixed. Uh, so I, I noticed that last night in particular. Uh, and then it's just, uh, you know, a, a few bits here and there. But also the the traffic, the AI traffic is still absolutely insane. And I, you can see them in the distance when they've just spawned in and you're not near them yet. They're going at like 120 miles an hour, like around these corners, really, really quick. I don't know why that is a thing. I don't know how that's happened. And then you get to these intersections and there's just pileups all the time. People are just honking at each other. And I, the difference between the way that the other drivers behaved in the original game versus this so-called definitive edition is startling. <laughs> like they were all just completely very respectable, decent drivers in 2005 or whatever it was, 2006. Earlier, yeah, earlier than that. Earlier. GTA it? 3. Yeah. I mean, like 2001, maybe? What's the anniversary? Oh, yeah, 20 years. Is it? Yeah. San Andreas on PS2 yeah. as well. Um, and now in this amazing remastered edition, no one knows how to drive in Liberty City, which is... Uh, Shut the ABGB. Oh, Sorry. Ashton didn't like the thought of that. <laughs> Scary. What if I get hit by a car? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so that's all I've been playing. Um, don't know why I'm continuing to punish myself, but when it's good, I'm enjoying it. When it's not, it's uh, I suppose it's humorous enough that I can look look past it. Yeah, yeah. I oh think wow! For now, uh, Ashton, what have you been playing? Well, as we all know, last couple of weeks, all I've played is Far Cry Six. Well, guess what? I've played a lot of things this week. Oh. I've gone oh. full bounce back, and I've I haven't been able. To... Oh. <laughs> That didn't bounce back so well, did it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of flung it. Ashton with my flung hand. her phone on the floor. Um, I have not found a game that I want to just kind of hmm. hyper focus on at the moment. But I did finish Far Cry 6. I finished it, I think, the evening of the last podcast. Um, I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the game, as you can probably tell. Um, I think. I think it's, I've really had a good time. I feel like bad about it because, you know, it's not actually an amazing game, but I really enjoyed it. Like I had a really nice time and visually really pretty and the cutscenes are good. Uh, it, John Carl is not in it very much mm. at all. Even in the final kind of bit, it's really weird. Like you do this mission where you have to break into a house. Like and you can't if you alert any of the guards you fail the mission have to start again and then you have to take the city which i think is i mean we all know it's going to come so it's not a spoiler you have to like take the city but i've had this recurring issue throughout the game where like enemies just don't spawn like where mbs had like helicopters and tanks turn up i've had one helicopter and a couple of guys running in and that's it like and <laughs> is I it because you're on the wait. ps4 version maybe but it's but then if i die and like do it again, I things might spawn this time. So it changes right. like depending every time I'm like doing something. But in like the final push to like the end cutscene, it really like nothing was spawning. They were like, watch out, it's so many things going on. And there was all these like explosions happening. And then like where I was, I just ran to where I needed to be because there was just no one spawning. I think I shot like six people, took down one helicopter and then I was like, well, 
I'm at the final bit now. Great. I'll just finish it then, shall I? <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah, this, the story wraps up itself up pretty well. Um, there's a, a post-credit scene in this and also in the Vast DLC, which I don't know if you've heard about this. No. Um, so Is the, it a spoiler? Um, not, well, for the Vast DLC... Actually, no, not really. It's kind of random. Okay. But like, um, maybe I shouldn't say it if you think you're going to play it. Uh, I will get there. But you have to do it eventually. on Mastery 5 to, to get the post-credit scene. You don't get it if you only do it once. On Vars's one. On Vars's one. Okay, in which case and the, people well, the might post credit, towards it. The post-credit of the actual game is like, it's blank screen and all you hear is like, you can hear people talking. Okay. But it's interesting. Hmm. And I don't know what, like what they're doing with it. Like it's confusing me a bit. I don't know if this is like setting up another game or something, but you know, whatever. Hmm. There's a post credit scene. Okay. Um, on top of that, over the weekend, I played Evil Genius 2 World Domination, basically for the oh, full yeah. weekend. I just played that. That was it. I didn't play anything else. I barely spoke to anyone. I just played... Evil Genius 2. Did you played the first one? No, um, but the second one came out on Xbox Game Pass mm. and I'd seen it on Steam a couple um, months ago and I'd seen someone playing it on Twitch and I was like, I kind of want to play that game but I didn't want to spend 60 quid on it and then it came on Game Pass this month and I was like, brilliant. Let me sink my teeth into this bad boy <laughs> and played it for like the full weekend. I, I had a really like nice time. I like the aesthetic of that game. I've not played it but I I've yeah. seen it and thought, oh yeah, that looks like just kind of fun and silly. And, yeah. yeah. When I told MB that I was playing it, he was like, that is very much not your game. I don't mm. understand why you're playing it. And I'm like, I don't know. Just like seeing the little men run around and build things. And I just... Are you aware of Evil Genius? Time. No. no. It's, it's like kind of like similar vibes to like Two Point in the sense of you have to like build up a like a lair. Okay. But you're also game, doing yeah. like evil genius things of like sending people off and like kidnapping enemies and interrogating them and... Trying yeah. to take over the world, basically. Yeah, it's a bit kind of dungeon keepery, or yeah. like, right. And it's got kind of, I don't know, mid twentieth century Bond vibes about it. There's like, yeah. you can have like a, I think like a volcano base or like what? a moon base or whatever. Like, kind okay, of, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, um, I've also been playing Orcs Must Die Three and Phasmophobia with MB and some friends. Um, I do like Orcs Must Die Three. We're kind of in the last mission of like the first one of the three campaigns I think is that how walks must die because when you've got like when you go on the home screen there's like the three oh yeah some of those are just different modes oh um, okay I think one of them is uh it was like a free it was a DLC I think on Stadia I don't know if you had to pay for it or not and then like when they released it on Steam it kind of came bundled right. with it so yeah that one is a second campaign it's not as long yeah um but yeah then there's another Another mode as yeah. well. Yeah, we're on the final mission of the first one. Right. Um, we tried to do it twice and we didn't succeed. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Like suddenly a lot more difficult than like the round before it. It introduces um, a new mechanic yeah. right at the end where like, well, it's he, not a spoiler. Yeah, but he yeah. can just summon rift points in where enemies start walking out of just anywhere on the map. So you've like barricaded where you know they're coming and suddenly they're just spawning inside the room with your like You're just your in the rift. castle and it's like, and oh, like, now they're, they're already just in. Brilliant, cool. Yeah. Um, and I've also played some Lego DC villains that was on... PlayStation Plus this month. Not as good as Marvel, Lego Marvel Superheroes, but it's fine. Okay. Um, and then I played more Life is Strange. I'm very close to finishing it, but I fell asleep. Well, I kind of was like, it's late, I need to go to bed. Um, I knew I knew he was the bad guy. I, I didn't, never trust 
a media teacher. They're always a bit creepy. Not to make broad assumptions, but in my experience, media teachers always a little bit creepy. So I knew it was him. I knew it. And nobody's surprised. And now you all know it too. Yeah, and now you all know it too. Sorry to <laughs> Sorry. anyone who hasn't played. Oh, I literally, in my head, I went, I need to tell people, to, I'm going to, like, I need to ask if I can spoil it. And then I just said it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you've had... Kieran, can you put something You've had about screen? seven years to play yeah. it. Yeah, so, I think it's fair game. Uh, but even so... I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I completely just... <laughs> I just came out with it. Just it escaped my brain. Um... I knew Snake was going to kill Dumbledore. <laughs> I knew it. Whoa, come oh. on. I didn't. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I feel really bad now. <laughs> I actually feel bad. Well, it's too late. Can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Not as bad as that media teacher, though. Yeah. Piece of work, him. I feel sad now. <laughs> I feel actually bad. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I, I didn't say spoiler warning beforehand. <laughs> and I literally gave myself a pep talk before we were doing the podcast. <laughs> like, you are you not going to spoil sure. this game. I was like, you need to make sure you say spoiler warning <laughs> before you say it. And then I didn't even do it. Oh. Ashton. I'm bad I Ashton. Feel They've had years, bad. Ashton. It's not, it's not your fault if I they've know. not played it. No, you know what? Is what, that all you've been playing? What have you been playing? Yeah, that was everything. <laughs> you look so sad. I am really sad. <laughs> ben, what have you been playing? I played a few things this weekend. Mm. Uh, played a bit more Resident Evil 6, playing through Jake's campaign, which is the silliest of mm. them all. And hey, how about Wesker being the villain in that? That's, yeah, I don't know if he is. I'm just saying. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll make you feel better. Yeah. Can't believe that Jake is Wesker's son. Oh what! That's genuinely a spoiler <laughs> from Resident Evil Six. I hope yeah. I hope that upset many of you who haven't played the phenomenal 2012 <laughs> release Resident Evil Six. Mm. Um, I also played Stick Fight, which has just come to PlayStation. Yeah, and I think it's a port. I think it's been out for a while on probably PC, mm. but it is stupid, stupid fun. If you're unfamiliar with Stick Fight. You literally just press the join button on all the controllers and then it just dumps you in. And it's just whoever kills everyone, you're all stick men and it's sort of like floppy, weird, gang beast style physics. And whoever kills everyone else wins and you mm -hmm. can either fall out of the stage or just have the crap beaten out of you by throwing punches or you can be shot because there are guns that drop in at various points. There's no blood or anything. And then as soon as somebody wins, it sort of freeze frames Everybody gets levitated back in and a brand new stage appears and it just keeps rolling and rolling basically until you get bored, which mm. is what happened with us. And every so often you'll get to a stage that says, oh, yellow, you got to watch out for them. They've killed all of you 60 something times so far. Mm. Red is the best with guns, having fired off 700 shots and right. so on. And it was really silly, great fun. And we played it for about an hour because I had some friends up and then it was just... Okay, I'm bored of the stick game now. Why doesn't it end? Uh, but it was it was really good fun. And so if you if you are interested, it's a fantastic local multiplayer game that I would recommend. Uh, the main thing though is I've been playing Tiny Tina's Big Dragon D and D adventure. Oh, yeah. I saw um, on Twitter. Borderlands time. We had four TVs set up in my living room, and we just worked our way through it. It's the first time ever that I've played the entirety of 
anything in Borderlands with all four players. In oh, four really? Player I was co-op. thinking that when I saw your tweet. I've never played it with more than only a maximum two of people. three. Yeah. Is it. I've played the games before, and usually in two player. So it was really fun to play in four player. I was playing as the siren, so I felt super useful being able to revive people with my mm. power up from from afar. Uh, we got through the whole thing. And then got to the raid boss at the end, but it was like ridiculously OP. So we thought, let's start that's true vault three, hunter mode. That's, that's the, the three dragons. Yeah, there's isn't four it? of them. Maybe. Oh, four dragons. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's really so hard. hard. Um, so we started off a new playthrough, just charging through it, and um, sort of left it there because we ran out of time. Mm-hmm. But it was super fun, and uh, really enjoyed that. And if that's any any indication of what Wonderland is going to be like from a thematical standpoint looking forward to it mm. so there we are that's what i've been playing this week it's time for question two now it this is. question comes from john o parkin he says hello friends hello. hope you're doing well keys keys are there any games that you have you had the mentality of this game won't beat me my example would be bloodborne love this game first time playing it crushed me multiple times but i could not walk away until i bested it love all the content hope you have a great weekend thank you John-o. thanks john thank you john is that rules boss hat on the uh, an outlet? No, no, it's not. Okay, <laughs> I just I saw it while you were answering the previous question. I was like, oh, I hope that's not just sitting on top of a plug or something and just be because the it's, plugs in here are very scary and make scary noises. And that's so. definitely an extremely flammable hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just no, I could, think it's just it's just near the wires. I just glanced at it like while you were talking before, and I was like, you want me to move it? No, no, it's fine. It's not on. It's not on anything. But let's continue. We're about to record some uh, after dark we podcasts. Mm, yeah. uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's where we pull the questions from you from from from. Go check it out. Yeah. Yes. Jono, thank you for your question. <laughs> um, I mean, not to keep. F- keep talking about the same game all the time in the, in the podcast, but Orcs Must Die. <laughs> I uh, That has a essentially a five-star rating for every level. It has done since the very first game, uh, but they're skulls instead of stars because it's it's kind of cool and that edgy and cool, yeah. something, gang signs, etc. Um, <laughs> but uh, And I played that game refusing to move on to the next level until I'd got five skulls on everything that I was working on and I didn't mind doing it for some reason I was just fine to be like no I'm not it won't I'm not moving on until I've done it you're flipping mad aren't you and yeah flipping mad aren't you <laughs> and occasionally I think particularly in Ox Must Die 2 there were a few levels that I think were kind of designed almost to add a bit of replayability in the game mm-hmm. like for you almost not really to be able to beat them yeah uh the first time round I was like no, no, I will do this. I'm going to. So uh, there were a couple that I was on for a very long time. And I don't know why I did it, but I didn't find it frustrating. Like I, if, I'd, if I'd thought this is really annoying, I would have just moved on. But for some reason, I was like, I'm happy to just absolutely grind this one out until I've done it. And I suppose if, if I was enjoying doing that, then that's fine. Mm, it's all, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. People are entitled to their own orcs proclivities. Mm. Um so yeah, all, all three of the Orcs Must Die games, I don't move on until I got five skulls and I don't care how long it takes me. I, I think that that's how MB either. would like to play the game, mm. but that makes me annoyed. If I've passed it, I'm like, we've done this now. We've yeah, achieved something. On. And we get like one skull and then like no bonus skulls and I get really annoyed because I can't afford anything else. We're having to go back and like replay some of them to try and get more skulls because we haven't got enough skulls to level up our stuff to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I like when in levels in Orcs Must Die when it's kind of like a puzzle, you have to kind of figure out what 
what the level yeah. of wants you to do. I don't really like it when they're just like, here's a big room, good mm. luck. Like that annoys yeah. me. But when it's like, there's like, because there's one level in Orcs Must Die 3 where you're on like a top platform where there's not really anything you can stop getting them getting to the rift with and you have to kind of like fling them down into the bottom for them to walk back up so you've got more time to like yeah, I think I know which kill one them. And I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, that episode. What am I saying? Level. level. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I thought it was a bit like, you made me use my brain. Um, yeah. But for my answer to this question, when I first played Horizon Zero Dawn, I was playing it on hard and I didn't realize. Oh, I was wow. going to I was going to say this question answer for question 1 but I thought like it also fits question 2. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was playing it on hard until I got to a bit where I kept dying over and over again and I was like why is this so hard? Like I don't understand. I'm having a, the worst time and I like can't get past it. And then Ben was like, "Well, I'll sit with you and we can see if we can like do it and we'll see what what's what you're doing wrong." And he went, why is your level so hard? I did this so easily. <laughs> and then we opened my options menu. It turns out I was playing it on hard. And How I had just hadn't that? noticed. I don't know if I'd like accidentally while I was changing some of the settings, flicked it to hard and then like not noticed mm. and just like. Because you were that good. Because I was that good. Or like I just switched it to hard before this yeah, bit that maybe. I was doing. Mm. And I was like, I'm really struggling and I can't do it. Like I don't understand what, what I'm doing wrong here. And I was getting really, really frustrated. And um, and that's I was like I'm I'm gonna get past this because I'm really enjoying the game but I can't do it and then once I put it on easy or I think normal I was fine mm -hmm. but because I was playing it on hard I was like really trying to get through it just like grin and bearing it and just eventually was having a bad time so then Ben was like well you must be doing something wrong because <laughs> it's not that hard it's your fault yes how far through the game did you make it before that um. Past Meridian, I think it was one of the side quests you get in Meridian where there's like a bunch of birds at this like family lodge that have been, there's like a beacon that's calling them there and you have to kill all of the, they're not storm birds, they're like the smaller birds that you have to fight. Um, and I just kept getting killed by these birds over and over again. So about like halfway through the game, I think. <laughs> wow yeah so that's why i don't think i was playing it on hard the whole time i think i maybe accidentally switched it at mm. some point to hard because there was no way i was making it through the rest of the game on hard <laughs> but yeah ben ben i have did you read this question <laughs> yes good yes i did i have three examples death stranding yeah <laughs> cuphead mm-hmm and Wolfenstein Youngblood. And all three of them you didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy any of them. No. Whereas Ashton and I, despite being frustrated at losing, mm. it was games that we it loved. Was fun. We were, no, we're going to carry on. Yeah. We're going to beat this. Cuphead's a phenomenal game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have fun at all, but I did finish it because I was, I was getting very, very cross while playing it. And I was not, I was not going to give up. I had to beat it. And I did. But it nearly, it cost me years of my life, I think. Just mm -hmm. took, took years off my life. Um, and the other two, I just don't think they're very good. And <laughs> Wolfenstein Youngblood finished that, as I've said before, because I don't know why. Because it was kind of rubbish, but also in sort of a Far Cry way, like kind of fun. familiar. Mm. Oh. I wouldn't necessarily say fun. Far Cry is fun. Yeah. Wolfenstein Youngblood was familiar in that I knew how it worked and I could just run through various areas and I knew them like the back of my hand and I was mm. happy to just sort of persevere. And then I got to the final boss and I thought, well, I've got to finish it now. 
And I'd read online that there was just this insane difficulty spike with the final boss, mm. just out of nowhere. Like he was really, really hard mm. for no reason. And Isn't he beat the rest me. of the game like really hard though as well. I didn't find it too hard. It's annoying that you have to switch between different ammo types for different enemies because they've got health bars and like the way that their health bar is tiled, like the texture on it indicates what kind of ammo you should use. And right. then they've got like a little sim. And it's like, I can't be, they're bullets, they're bullets. All right, <laughs> yeah. come on, stop wasting my time. But then the final boss was especially just really punishing. And um, it took me a few few goes, but I was like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not quitting here. I've mm. come this far. Mm. I'm not stopping here. And Death Stranding, you know how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there we are. Those those are three games. That, uh, okay. I'm going to flip and finish these. If I well, die trying. Well, it's time. I mean, I say the the news at the moment is weird enough in real life. No, let alone video games. It's time for weird news. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. But before we get to the weird news, we have to thank our podcast producers for this episode. Remember, if you'd like to become a podcast producer or find out how, go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. What we got, Peter? Checkered Omega. Sean Leg. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Hutcher 10. Melody L. Bonnet. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. And Katie Garrett. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. On to question three. No, God. What's, uh, who's got the weird news first? Peter, have you got some weird news? This was submitted on our Twitter post where we make a call for weird news. We do it on Facebook too, but this one was on Twitter by at JPRH underscore James. Felice Navi Jams. Okay. Is, is James's... That's a nice Christmas handle. Christmas Rudolph name. the Red-Nosed James did. James would, bit, yeah. would it almost work a bit better. Felice Navi Jams. Jams. Come on. I like it. Come on. Uh, this is according to IGN. Game developer accuses real-life weapons manufacturer of stealing its gun design. And then there's a, an ellipsis. 
twice. Surely, like all gun guns in games are stolen from actual guns. Well, let they me. Don't. What came first, <laughs> the video game or the gun? Mm. So <laughs> video be... games, video games. <laughs> oh, absolutely, first. yeah. So to be clear, this is a game developer accusing a real-life weapons manufacturer of stealing their design from a game. Okay. 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 Developer Ward B thinks Kalashnikov used its gun design to make a real shotgun before handing it to another video game. So it's a double-layered story, wow. this. This is by Joe Scrabbles. 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 <laughs> um, the developers at Indie Studio Ward B really like designing fictional guns, says IGN. The small team has been posting highly detailed weapon designs for its in-development game, Oceanic, since 2019. Crucial to the team's work, and the small following around Oceanic's development, is that while the weapons in question are meant to reflect tech created 200 years in the future, they must look like they could feasibly work in reality. We're looking to have them very, very scientifically explainable, CEO Marcel Marcelino Sauceda tells me. There's actually a few weapons we ended up scrapping and not putting in the game because there were design flaws that we weren't uh, we weren't too happy with in the end. In fact, Ward B's commitment to believability was so strong uh, in early twenty so strong that in early twenty twenty, Maxime Cousin or Cousin arrived in Saukeda's inbox, a contractor of Russia's largest weapons manufacturer, Kalashnikov Concern. Cousin asked for permission to turn one of Ward B's fictional weapons into a real life shotgun. For Saukeda, it wouldn't just be a recognition of his team's hard work, it would be a genuine milestone for the industry, to his knowledge. Uh, it would mark the first time a video game gun had been turned into a physical mass market model. It's huge. There's no game studio today that collaborated with a weapon manufacturer to make a fully operational firearm, and we would have been the OGs of that. Salkeda stops for a second. But they've completely ripped that opportunity from us. Salkeda, I'm probably not saying this name right, but Salkeda never gave his formal permission for the gun to be adapted for real life, and yet Kalashnikov Concern subsequently announced a weapon kit that bears what Salkeda sees as a striking resemblance to one of Ward B's own creations. The company now alleges that Kalashnikov Concern not only stole its weapon design, but, in a bizarre twist, weird news, subsequently granted an entirely separate video game the rights to use that real-life gun in their video game. That's it's quite convoluted, ridiculous. isn't it? Um, there's then, this is a very, I didn't realize how long this article is. It then says, meet the Mastodon, which I'm guessing is the gun. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't Why is it, di- is it a dinosaur? Look how long, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a dinosaur. Look oh, how long this article scrolling is. scrolling and scrolling. Oh my God. Look how long it is. Jesus, go on, read us the whole it's thing. It's like a Peter. full dissertation. I'm going to read the last quote. I don't know if this is going to work in con- out of context, but it says, We all took this as a hu- huge opportunity, which we're still proud to see has come to life, he tells me. We just wish this was handled properly. Well, there you go. Okay. Uh, um, we don't Brilliant. need to read the rest of that article. Basically, a, a dev made a gun, Kalashnikov stole it, made it real, and then said to a different dev, Hey, do you want to use our gun in your game? Um Weird wow. news. That is weird. Thank you, um, Christmas Jamding, for that. Christmas Pud Jam. What? Just trying, trying to come up with a wor- I'm trying to come up with a worse one for James to use. Mm. Jingle jams. Jingle jam. Mm, yeah. Jam. I mean, that's taken jam, by someone else. Jamgle bells. Jam, jam, jam school, bells. Jam school bells. Uh, Father Chris jams. You know, can we can we do any worse than that? Um, jingle all the James. 
Okay. Sure. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have some weird news too. Okay. My weird news submittee did not have a Christmas scene name. It comes from at JohnnyMac13 on Twitter. Um, and it's the article comes from Push Square. Mm. Written by Stephen Tailby. Very British sounding name, that one. Random. 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 Kratos, Aloy, and Ratchet look good enough to eat recreated in gingerbread. <gasps> they look good enough to eat anyway. They right? do. That's true. December is here, and that means the world begins to turn its attention towards Christmas. <laughs> towards Be- gingerbread. to turn its attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, f- uh, the festive season is here, which means you'll start hearing Slade in shopping centers and panic buying last minute gifts. It wouldn't be Christmas without all the food, though. And for many, gingerbread is a fe- is as festive as a Yule log or a turkey dinner with all the trimmings. You ever had a Yule log? No. Is it chocolate? It's like yeah. a chocolate Swiss roll, I think. I'm not sure. Well, originally, back in was like, it a hundreds log of years with, like, ago, it was, holly round yeah, it was an actual log, like a just centerpiece. a centerpiece. I and think then, it is chocolate. But now, cake. yeah, you get. I think it's a bit like a Swiss roll. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm. Can we get a Yule log? You'll be the only one that wants to eat it. That's true. Mm. So if you want one, I mean, go for it. Thank you, Ashton. Live your best, live your best life. It's the festive season. Well, I mean, like, uh, we're not doing another podcast. Ashton has Christmas pudding at, for her birthday. I have Christmas pudding that my nan made in my flat right now. For you, from your birthday? No, Which one? Uh, no, this one was given to me about the last time I went to see my Halloween. parents in October. My, my granddad gave it to me from my nan. He said... Do you like Christmas pudding? I love Christmas A lot. pudding. Okay. Is there money in it? No, oh. don't need money in it. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I was like, a how bribe. dare you? Don't they usually? And you put a coin in there or something, right? Is that do, traditional? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the they also set it on fire sometimes. But yeah. you, you might dig into it. and There's like that. a fifty pound note in there. Well, it's going in the microwave now, so to cook fine. it. So I hope there's not money in it. Years ago, my uh, grandma put some like fifty p's or something inside the Christmas. Party. Not those fifty. P's, no, no, right? not those ones. <laughs> no, that was later on in the afternoon. On Christmas Christmas night, but Don't know if uh, Ash didn't know he's what you're talking. No, but it broke my brother's brace. He bit into a piece of Christmas pudding, and he had braces at the time, and it just cracked his braces. Let's oh. keep the anecdote train going. Mm-hmm. You all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just going off because of the braces. oh the braces thing, right? I had um, shepherd's pie at my grandma's house once, and every the best shepherd's pie is at grandma's house, of course. Yeah, it's mm. grandma's house. Yeah. You about to say there was money in it? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I um, I took a bite, and it was the savoriest, most salty thing I'd had. Like overwhelming. Like I can't. Bleh, this is awful. My taste buds are rebelling. My mum was like, "Stop making It'll a fuss. Rude. Stop making a fuss." And I was like, "No, there's something wrong with it." <laughs> and it turns out that there was a stock cube. There was an, a full stock cube. <laughs> In my portion, it was just it was just there. Just How would that happen? I don't know. It just hadn't dissolved, hadn't dissolved properly, so I just had a, a, an entire stock cube. Stop in making my a fuss! Pie. Stop it's kicking like a fuss. Menu, yeah, just pure stock. It's going to reach the point where we do just make a stock cube. Mm. Just we basically just we did that with the Resident Evil one at Halloween. Oh, that was just ju- no, no. The Legend of Zelda one was just Blech. stock cube. Mm. Bovroll and yeah. Yeah. My my nan and granddad, last anecdote promise. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to go to my nan and granddad's for like Sunday dinner. Mm. And um my granddad taught me that when I was a child, if I hit my my uh, cutler on the table and went, We're hungry, nanny. <laughs> it taught me to do that. And every time that, that I'm like with my granddad, he goes, Do you remember how you get your food? Even now, and I go, we're hungry, Daddy. <laughs> 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 but 
And all he's like, and my nan's like, I can't believe you taught her to do that. Because then that carried on to me being at home being, I'm hungry, mummy. Oh, no. It's the magic. The magic word. And my granddad was like, I thought it was funny. But then he never taught any of my younger grand, uh, like my younger, um, what are they called? Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) My younger siblings. Well, also my sister and my cousins. He never taught any of them to do it. So I think he learned his lesson with me. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, my two older cousins as well. I took bad manners. (laughs) I don't think he taught them to do it either. We were always told if we we were leaning on the table with our Mm. elbows. You can't eat with your elbows on the table. No. No, Uh, If we had our elbows on the table, my grandma used to say, the only joints that should be on the table are the ones you're eating. She meant the meat <laughs> The joints. ones we're passing. Yeah, and then right? we used to say, well, the one just smoking, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. No joints on the table except the one you're eating. Right, okay. Fake pens only at this table. Yeah. Oh, and then we all used to just be cheeky and just like put our, our knuckle on the table and see if she... Is that all right? That's the joint. Wrist. <laughs> what do you think? She'd come around and beat wow. the crap out of you. Yeah. You called me rude for doing what my granddad told me to do and you're out here challenging your grandma yeah. to it. Hey, grandma. We're hungry, Where's nanny. Where's my goddamn food? <laughs> Sorry, Ashton. And no, it's okay. I was enjoying it. Gingerbread. Yeah. PlayStation is clearly feeling the holiday spirit as it's hitting the gingerbread hard in the below tweet. Um, There's a bit above it. Yes, the Spiced Biscuit is the start of a fun collaboration between PS Sweden and retailer Webhallen. Artist Caroline Erickson has not only built a cityscape from a delicious treat, mm-hmm. she's also recreated a trio of iconic player, PlayStation characters. Kratos, Aloy and Ratchet are the main attraction of this edible piece, and they look pretty great, don't they? Okay, so they're not super perfect, but definitely better than we could do. I think Ratchet looks the best out of the three. I'll show you in a second. Um, we're pretty good at eating gingerbread. Could maybe make so- Could maybe make some to serve on Christmas Day, but building large-scale models... This is the most shocking baking-related thing we've, we've seen since Jurgen didn't make the final on Bake Off. Oh, I don't understand that reference. No. Um, Jurgen didn't make it through to the final on Bake Off. What's Jurgen? He's yeah, a man. Sad. He was a German man. He's a German man. It's not the great German Bake Off, is it? An Italian man won it. <laughs> Italian man won. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, here's the video. I don't know if... Oh, wow, that's really impressive. Wow, that is yeah. far more detailed than I I don't really understand how... how that's um, like it's been carved out big of too. Yeah. Oh, it's got articulated necklaces. Yeah, like it's like full like human size. It's really big. Like, how do you do that? Would you just... How would you consume that? Would you just that? bake like a, like a chunk? Just take a bite. Are they, snap an arm off. Are they hollow, do you think? Or are they just like fully made of gingerbread that she's like know. sculpted? This is the thing. It just looks sculpted rather than yeah, like when, baked that way. When Where does she get the giant blocks of gingerbread and can I have one yeah I think yeah. she's got like a six foot by six foot cube of gingerbread and then just carved away I oh, think that would be the special like gingerbread oven yeah oh, that, I bet her house smells amazing but yeah this is that was my main thing about it was how 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 how, how, how do, do they that? get the statues out how of the stone this? you know yeah. I can't believe Caesar was in there the whole time <laughs> how did they know that inside the toothpaste I don't yeah. understand how did they know that the, the 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 Greek man was in the stone, was, was in the mm. marble. How did they get him out? I don't know. Free him. Mm. <laughs> He's stuck. Let Why did out. they chip off their Wilsons? That's what I want to know. It's obscene. Can Nobody has those. Kratos' gingerbread Wilson, please. Uh, she definitely modelled his full body, mm. right? Surely. Yeah. That's half the fun. Underneath the clothes, yeah. you mean? Yeah, he's got yeah. gingerbread oh, yeah, clothes yeah. over she, the top of his. She made Ratchet a little clothes. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. She, made a little, oh, no. she made a little fairy Wilson for Ratchet. Uh, and a little robot Dinkle for Clank. And then she dressed them. 
Yeah, and I'll say it because way. we're not allowed. Because you know, it's I'm less not, appropriate. I'm not to say about maybe Aloy. she modelled some boobies for Aloy as well. She definitely did. Yeah. Well, maybe she had to make the shape, but. Well, she was contracted to do gingerbread models, and that's mm. part of the gingerbread yeah. model. Yeah, and do I it. think we're all agreed that that is in our heads now. Yeah. But hopefully, she didn't make gingerbread nipples for Aloy, but did make them for Kratos. Disgusting. Because the female nipple, female nipples is disgusting. Should be illegal. Yeah. I can't believe that we Why still have, even them have them Men, in 2021. 20, yeah. Why, Why do they still exist? I took mine off. Good. <laughs> Good. Just like Aloy. Yeah. Your role model. Yeah. Ben, have you got any weird news? Random. Random. This is from Nintendo Life. Sister site to Push Square. Mm. People weren't to aware. To update you, Kratos does not have nipples. Oh. They've given oh, him like what? a chest plate. Look. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's got his leather harness yeah. thing across. Mm. No nips. Usually he has one nip exposed, sort of like a little cheeky. Yeah, they've not yeah. done the shoulder. They've not done the shoulder thing. They've done like a full. Oh, cowards! So have a boob tube. Breastplate. Maybe yeah. there was something weird about <laughs> yeah, like meticulously carving an areola out of gingerbread. Oh, no know. nips. They have covered up both nips. No nips. He's got that. a crop top on. Rubbish. Why Kratos always wear half Throw it out. armor? <laughs> Random. 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 This Super Mario Bros. game hack adds Chris Pratt's voice. Oh. And then the subtitle is, rather than the obvious choice, he's so cool. He's mm. so cool. They've gone with It's a Me, Chris Pratt, which I don't think is very right. good. Right. There we are. Liam, step it up. Thank you, Liam Doolan. This is his write-up. Mm-hmm. I was going to go looking for our for a weird new suggestion from Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then this popped up immediately on my feed, and I thought, there it is. Ben sent me the the link, or he sent us the link. You can play it in the web browser. And I played it for a bit, and it is quite something. I didn't want to play it until I'd heard the weird news story. I didn't realize it was actually your weird news. That's why I played it. It's loud. Back in September, Nintendo surprised the internet when it announced Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World, Avengers Endgame, and Weird Church, I added that in, would be the (laughs) voice of Super Mario in the upcoming animated film by Illumination. It's become a bit of a meme at this point online, and now to take it one step further, an internet browser game hack made by Woe Industries has now dubbed the first level of the original Super Mario Bros. game with Chris Pratt's voice. It's officially titled, Chris Pratt is Super Mario, and every time Mario does something in the game, you'll hear Chris Pratt say something. Wait, is that the that all the official no, 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 no. <laughs> You sort of did the same voice for the whole thing. It's officially titled, Chris Pratt is Super Mario. And every time Mario does something in the game, when he jumps, stomps on a Goomba, gets a power-up, or does any other action, you'll hear, the ho- you'll hear the Hollywood star's voice. Some of the Chris Pratt lines you'll hear include, you just went and made a new dinosaur, and I spent a good amount of time naked. That's when he gets a mushroom, he says that. There's also an amusing Jurassic World quote when you reach the flagpole. The feedback seems positive enough so far. Here is one individual's thoughts. Oh, what's the amusing thing? You can't just leave that hang. Liam, come on. Yeah, I'm, uh, we're going to have to finish the game now. Absolutely awful. Thank you for your hard work, is the feedback. Mm. You can check out the game for yourself here, and it's compatible with Chrome and Firefox browsers. But yeah, every time you He's jump... so cool. Every time you jump, he goes, Jumping Jack! Oh, my gosh. Um, it's... And when you get hit, he goes, Why me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty weird. He is so cool, though. So. He is so He's cool. He's so cool. Mm. We've got a question here. Have we? It's from Mr. Keywood himself, Cameron Keywood, who says, Halo, Bap. He missed out one of the L's. 
Uh, and thank you for my double mention on last week's podcast. Feel free to call me Cameron. Mr. Keyword is my father. Anywho, on to this week's question. With Activision Blizzard's upper hierarchy being cockwombles again with the re- release of QA testers from Raven Software that they uh, and they will not have or not had at the time of release any presence at the Game Awards, is it time for the gaming industry to boycott Activision until reforms are made? Reforms are made. Thank you, Cameron. The short answer is yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the news that, um, yeah, QA testers were let go from Raven. But at the same time, they did a load of restructuring of like other people in the in the company and were in a quote-unquote positive way. I think they were saying they were going to start paying them more or something yeah, like that. I have, saying a, them, I have a tweet. Yeah. I've got the full thing, yeah. Um, this is a tweet from Austin O'Brien, who is community manager at raven software mm. there we are, just a little bit of confirmation i'm gutted right now this is from the 3rd of december i'm gutted right now my friends in qa at raven were promised for months that activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages today one by one valuable members of the team were called into meetings and told they were being let go these people were asked to relocate to madison i'm assuming wisconsin to work here uh, now they are out of a job on January the 28th. Mm. Our QA team does incredible work, but this will not only increase their workload, but crush morale. If any industry friends have any open positions, please share them. Uh, Jason Schreier also tweeted saying that because this came out last week, mm. that many people's meetings were scheduled for this uh, yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. So they were going into the weekend not knowing if they would yeah. have a job. Because they were doing it individually. Soon. They weren't just like letting people know in groups. They were bringing them in for a meeting, letting them go. Mm-hmm. And then like, Obviously, they were going back and being like, I've just been fired. And everyone who's got a meeting scheduled for next week is like, oh, does that mean I'm going to be fired? I think they had a walkout on Wednesday as well of this week. Yeah. The QA team. And not another one. one. Just quit. Bobby. Yeah. Just quit. Mm -hmm. Maybe just quit. Maybe just quit. We know that the board are all your friends. um, But maybe just bugger off. Yeah. Mm. Maybe just go away. Do literally the entire company a favor. And sort of the video games industry as a whole, that would be yeah, be a good be just goes from so bad much. to worse, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But yeah, there was something else as well. So after these uh, people from Raven were let go, um, some I'll, I'll look it up when you guys are giving your answers. But uh, I'm sure that they then said they were going to like pay other people more, or they were like offering some not at Raven, but like elsewhere in the company. And it's right. like, all right, maybe finance you can't just say oh well, if there's money over there give it to raven software but it just was a, a real slap in the face for like we're letting go of a load of people from raven software but somewhere else under the activision blizzard umbrella i think yeah it was like oh we've got we're gonna like give people pay rises or something or there were there were roles available or something. i'll look it up in a moment but uh yeah, yeah the the short answer is um yeah, I think it makes sense that Activision are really just taking an absolute hammering PR-wise in every respect. I think it's good that they're not going to be at the Game Awards. We were feeling like, oh, oh if then if they're going to be there, yeah, yeah, we don't really want to cover that, especially yeah. given that we're doing a, a charity stream um, for an anti-bullying charity, mm-hmm. and I know there was not there was more than just bullying going on at Activision, but certainly it's all kind of a similar yeah. uh, source of behaviours. Yeah, even if we weren't. Yeah, no, for sure. But especially if we're trying to raise money for an anti-bullying charity and then Activision Blizzard are being given a a, a pedestal there, mm. um, it's just not appropriate at all. I mean, there's still an Activision member on the Game Awards board. Isn't like, Bobby on it? 
No, it's not him. Okay. It's a different Bobby. If you're unfamiliar, Bobby Kotick Bobby is... Kotick. He's, he's the CEO of Activision, but it's, it's like Bobby someone else. I think it's like Joe T or something. It's like really, really similar. Right. But it's not... Okay. I think he's Bobby still... Bobby Kotick with like a hat and a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. I'm Bobby Jotick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and also this morning, Activision, uh, some women were coming forward because they were pumping at work because they obviously need to pump when you've had a baby. And uh, breast milk for those Breast who, milk, yeah. And yeah. men were stealing their breast milk out of the fridge for jokes because they like the taste. Lol. <laughs> who knows? But they was they had to padlock their fridge because men were stealing other women's breast milk out of the fridge. So messed up. I was so saying weird. before we started recording, you you couldn't write that. That was no. Blizzard. It just sounds just far fetched. And oh, for God's sake, um, excuse me on my phone. I'm just looking. No, no, to no see that's if fine. Find that. I, speaking nuts. of Game Awards, to be fair, Jeff, 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 he really, really bungled that whole thing, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And then he, yeah, he kind of said his said like, "Oh, sorry, they won't be there, promise." And then did an interview a couple of days after he'd said this, and he did an interview with I've got the thing because I read it in it wound me up. It's for the win. And it said, Game Awards interview. There are four or five reveals for scale of Elden Ring, blah, 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 blah. But it was talking about Activision Blizzard and the controversy that he faced having not said anything about it. And in response, and now I don't know if that they wrote this article and they didn't think about it too much, that it sounds like he's saying what I'm about to read in response to Activision Blizzard. Or if he said that generally about his opinion of the video game industry and they just put the Activision Blizzard information like right above the uh, the thing. But he says, it's always tough for me because I have to be Switzerland now, Keely says. I'm not involved in the voting and always tough when a game gets nominated and people get annoyed at me. I see it in my feed all the time. It's like, Keely screwed these guys, Keely fanboyed this game or whatever. I'm inextricably linked to the show and I get that my name is on it. I host it, I own it. So anything about it ultimately does well to me, but you have to divorce yourself from it. It's what he said after they were talking in the article about Activision Blizzard. That's his first quote after they talk about it. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know if they just wrote the article like that and framed it that he, like he has to be Switzerland specifically like, you know, in talking in general, but not addressing the Activision Blizzard situation because you don't have to be Switzerland, Jeff. Switzerland didn't have Switzerland to be Switzerland. Switzerland didn't have to be Switzerland. No one has to be Switzerland, yeah. If when it's being impartial about a game that you like or a game that is nominated, yeah, do you know what? Be Switzerland, Jeff. But when it's a company that is systematically abusing all of its staff, or maybe not all of them, most of its staff, and people are calling out for people to make a stand, you don't have to be Switzerland. You can have an opinion. You can say, hey, this maybe this isn't right. Mm. Yeah, mm. you can say, actually... They suck, and I agree that something should be done about it. And I am having an opinion, and that opinion is that it's wrong that they're doing this. Mm -hmm. And he puts tweets up that they're not going to be involved in the Game Awards, but I don't think he will say anything about it. No, because he doesn't want to lose that that money. That good We're cash recording cash. this in advance, and that's yeah. a really good point, Ashton, because there's a lot of people pointed out while there was mounting pressure before he did say. Activision is not going to be involved. He didn't take his own initiative to do it. Mm. He had to get pressure. From he was, yeah. To do it. And during that time, a lot of people pointed out rightfully that uh, when his best mate Kojima was having troubles over at Konami, he had no issues yeah. standing there all somberly like That's someone right. had died saying that, 
well, there's one important person who can't be here tonight. Kojima didn't get invited to the party. Kojima couldn't come to the party because Konami are big bullies. And it's like, okay, so you take that stand. Mm. But when it's a company that presumably has a lot of money that they're sliding over the table towards you in a big sort of swag bag mm -hmm. or comedy yeah. briefcase, then that's you. it's easier to look the other way. And I know that the Game Awards and increasingly a lot of these, these sort of events and showcases are more and more, and they always have been to an extent, but certainly more and more just ad, just adverts. Mm. You're just tuning in to watch mm. adverts for games. Oh yeah, and I'm not really bothered about who wins the award. No, 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 I don't give a crap at all. It's not important. It's it's the announcements. And, the, and so companies want their stuff featured there. So for it's like a major sponsor pulling out. Like you don't want to lose that sponsor and the mm. viability of these things. It's necessary to have these people there doing that kind of stuff. But when one is so vilified justifiably, why wouldn't you just immediately say, okay, no, you're not coming? Especially mm -hmm. when you've set a precedent of taking a stand before when it was one of your friends. Yeah, because uh, Activision have have had a fairly big presence at previous Game Awards in the past few years. I, I mean, I am obviously always uh, following what's being spoken about online about um, Crash and Spyro games that might be coming out in future. They're published by Activision. And a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you know, I don't think it, I don't think we should. Um, I think it can be harmful to franchises we like if we, uh, you know, treat if we if, if we boycott Activision. But what about my new game that's coming out? I think like, what about your new game that that is or isn't coming out? What about the staff who work there? That's like mm. a well, priority way beyond saying like, oh, but if you don't buy the game, it damages you know the devs or the people that work on the game. They're the ones that really suffer." No, they've mm -hmm. been paid for their work. Yeah. They get paid hourly. The games that are already out. That, and yeah. also, they're getting treated like dirt. So I don't think they care if we do or don't buy their game if it means that they get treated a bit better. Mm -hmm. In a wider sense, it can be a challenge for people in day-to-day -day life if they mm -hmm. really want to play a game, something they're excited about. I suppose, you know, as we've spoken about before, on an individual, in, on an individual basis... Mm. We can't really affect that much change on the level that it needs to be affected. Mm. Pressure needs to come from this lawsuit. It needs to come from companies refusing to work with Activision. Mm. So if you and your mates, I just want to reassure people that yeah. if you and your mates meet up in Warzone once a week, don't feel like you, unless you really want to take a moral stance, and that's totally understandable, yeah. mm. don't feel like you, you can't play Warzone with your friends. Because ultimately... That's not gonna. It's not gonna get rid of Bobby Kotick. No, you and your friends not being able to hang out on Warzone. There are lots of alternatives, obviously, and I would encourage those. But ultimately, this does need to come from people like Jeff Keighley. It yeah. needs to come from people like PlayStation calling out Activision's work culture. It needs to come from Microsoft, Nintendo, Xbox. way bigger entities yeah. than us. Yeah. Uh, but the the one thing you can do is educate yourself and be aware of mm. what's going on. Yeah, uh, just for um, context to what I was saying earlier, this is a Bloomberg uh, article um, by Jason Schreier. Um, and he said, Activision said in an emailed statement, it decided to end contracts for 20 temporary workers across its studios as part of a restructuring that will convert about 500 temps to full time. Activision Publishing is growing its overall investment in its development and operations resources, a spokesman for the company wrote in an email. Now, obviously, when no one's privy to like, exactly how they're justifying that internally like financially and so on but there was not a good reaction to that online where mm -hmm. you're letting go a load of workers just before christmas but you're also 
able to find the money to convert 500 temps into full time. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of feels like, what, what, you know, if there's like 20 or so people being let go, what's that into 500? That's like 5%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, it stings mm. extra, you know, to read something like that. And you see the sickening amount of money that Activision exactly. makes yeah. and that Bobby Kotick takes home as a bonus and all those people take home. And even though I think Bobby ended up as a sort of gesture of goodwill or good faith, like taking a far significant or waiving his bonus. He did something like he, he took a, some kind of cut, but he still ended up taking home millions and millions and millions mm. and millions of dollars, mm. which you might argue is justifiable for a person in that position because he's at the tippy tippy top. But when people are at, at the bottom are suffering so much, how can you justify that? I think also, and someone um, called me out on this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about not playing Call of Duty, but mm. playing Far Cry. Someone said, so you won't play an Activision game, but you'll play a Ubisoft game mm. when they were just as bad, but you know, not currently. And I'm like, that's fair enough. To be fair, good point. Um, however, currently, they're not as bad, you know? They're, they're a bit better. Mm. And we've got, like, Take-Two uh, being a bit dodge right now with everything. Um, and I think that, yeah, maybe maybe Jeff didn't want to call them out because if Jeff calls them out, people are going to call him out to call Ubisoft out. Yeah, I guess or, it's a bit of a you know, the wedge. But also... This is it's a big issue that's not just in terms of like just Activision. And if you prove that you are going to call someone like Activision out and you do that and you make a point, maybe those companies that are doing all that dodgy-ish behind closed doors might go, well, I don't want anyone to find out about this because that happened to them. So maybe we should do something about it. It just feels... And I think one difference, and I'm not saying that Ubisoft are fine and Activision are... Uh, way worse but one difference there i think is you know bobby is a huge part of the problem mm. seemingly and refuses to go and the board refused to say yeah we, we think you should go uh and i think the fact that he's hanging around just feels worse yeah than, whereas with ubisoft yeah a lot of problems there but they've at least they've said oh we've done restructuring they kind of owned up doing. to it a bit as well we're, we're working towards that this kind of stuff and i'm sure things still aren't perfect there and those things never should have happened in the first place but they've seemingly identified some of the issues and said here's what we're going to do to try and mm. deal with that but one of the issues at activision is basically bobby kotick and that is not being addressed because he's still there so i think that is that's a difference there between the two personally i would mm. say um but uh the, the whole whole bad bunch really um yeah it's, it's difficult a, to know how to deal with each one it's an absolute flip show and uh you know no one listening to this or watching this should take personal responsibility for things that are out of your mm. control if mm. you want to play such and such play such and such just be aware that these yeah. companies are up to some really shady stuff. Activision, it seems by far, is the worst offender. And they're rightfully being raked over the coals right now. And I hope the people who have chosen to stay there or have, you know, remained employed because some people have been fired um, are able to, you know, reap the benefits of, of a better Activision, mm. a better mm. place to work. Because that's the goal. We don't want... Activision to close and for everyone to be out of the job, it just needs to change in a really, really big way. Yeah. So, for we'll sure, keep answer, it. yes, the gaming industry should 
take some responsibility. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. it's the, the big names and the big numbers. That's where it, it should make a change. It shouldn't necessarily be up to the individual mm -hmm. to do so. Absolutely. Well, that uh, small big discussion there <laughs> yeah. has now concluded because there's even bigger news this week. Well, arguably. Mm. It's time for the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Callum's story. Callum asks, hey, Bap. Hi, yeah. Hey. What are your thoughts on the rumoured upcoming streaming service from PlayStation, codenamed Spartacus? Firstly, I'm not sure that it's a streaming service necessarily. <laughs> a subscription service, certainly. With details not yet finalised, what would you hope to see from such a service that would really make it rise above the current offerings of PS Plus and PS Now? Oh, it's a bit exciting. Codename Spartacus sounds so cool. <laughs> He's so Codename cool. Spartacus. Spartacus. Uh, I've got a little write-up here from Polygon just about what this is for those of you who don't know. Spartacus would merge two existing services, Bloomberg reports. Uh, PlayStation Plus, the subscription that unlocks online multiplayer in many PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games and offers monthly access to a library of titles. And PlayStation Now, the cloud gaming streaming service that gives subscribers access to PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 games on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and PC. They refused to use the acronym PS at any point in that <laughs> sentence. Bloomberg says the new PlayStation subscription, which would retain the PlayStation Plus branding, would be multi-tiered and only the highest level would allow access to retro PS1, PS2, PS3 and PlayStation Portable games. Hmm. So this is almost certainly PlayStation's... Uh, answer to xbox's game pass which mm -hmm. has obviously been a very very long time coming mm -hmm. so based on those rumors which seem to be very well founded and yeah. it's a matter of time maybe early next year we we get a formal confirmation of this are you excited for it mm -hmm. and how do you think it stacks up to game pass potentially not necessarily as a direct mirror copy but as an alternate offering for hashtag the best deal in gaming i am uh i'm excited for it and I quite, in some ways, I like the idea of just having everything bundled together because I've always thought PS Now seems interesting and worth a go. And I've done my, I did my free trial on it like a year or so mm. or longer ago than that, a couple of years ago. And I, I enjoyed it at the time, but I thought I'm just not, I wouldn't really necessarily use it enough to justify uh, spending money on it. So the idea of having it all together uh, with Plus, you know, with all your Plus games coming through monthly and, you know, having these potentially these retro offerings as well. I think that sounds enticing as a deal. The only thing is, um, I've seen people talk online already about whether this might be a fair bit more expensive than I was going to talk about price. Um, yeah. yeah, so we don't have any idea about price at the moment because it is just, it's essentially a rumor. But as you say, we'll probably get official confirmation in the new year. Because um, I think they were talking about spring, weren't they? The rumors were saying it was due to launch in springtime. Uh, but, you know... The the problem is if the 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 fact that there will be this apparently three tiered system, three levels to it, you've got to assume each level is more expensive than the one below it. Mm. And so therefore it it's gonna be pretty expensive at level three by definition, I think. If that's gotta be more definite uh, more more expensive than levels one and two, it might well end up being a pricey thing. So really Do you know how much PlayStation now is a month? It's about seven ninety nine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what does plus work out as monthly? 
because I tend to just buy it. I think six ninety nine a month. Yeah. I think if you just buy it the month by month, I think maybe now it's cheaper. Now certainly should be cheaper. I'll have a look. Mm. Thank you. I could have googled it before I asked, but I didn't know if you guys <laughs> knew. Fine. I don't know off the top of my head, and uh, I'm not sure what yeah what plus works out as monthly either. But um, yeah, it's, it's something like that, sort mm. of seven quid a month or something. But um, yeah, so really for me, the prospect is exciting. I think it's a good move by PlayStation because. Pl- uh, Xbox Game Pass is just, as you say, the, the best good. deal. Uh, mm. And uh, why wouldn't you uh, be interested in that? So to come up with something that may rival it in some way, it might not be like for like, but it's a similar sort of service. Seems a smart thing to do. But uh, we'll just have to wait on details and see whether the price is worth everything that it offers. And maybe hopefully details on the actual library that will be offered rather than just, mm. this will feature yeah. some old titles and then nothing until well, launch. I think that's the thing. I think that the way Xbox Game Pass does well is that there is so many new and third-party games on Game Pass. Spartacus so far, we know it was going to have old games, you know, mm. PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. And we know the PlayStation Plus collection has some of PlayStation's big names from the PlayStation 4 era as well. Mm-hmm. So it depends whether Spartacus will be more of what Nintendo are doing with the kind of retro vibes, because they're doing the NES and the SNES subscription service, aren't they? Nintendo. Yeah, and they're adding N64 stuff. Yes, N64 as well. Yeah. I knew there was another one. Um, So yeah, if they're doing more retro and they're just kind of selling it as here's all the games that you loved as a child, have them for money, please. Mm. Um, Or if they're going to do, here's all the games you loved as a child and also a bunch of new games that we're putting on live straight to PlayStation Spartacus or whatever it's going to end as it comes out, like Xbox. Because Xbox, everything, what, all but two or three of their games at their last um, showcase were all on Game Pass day one. Like every single thing apart yeah. from maybe like two or three were on Xbox Game Pass day one. And I think that's where if PlayStation don't do that, that's where Xbox Game Pass will be much better mm. and make people want to pay for it more so than necessarily the PlayStation Spartacus would do so. Um, I hope the UI is better than now. I The last time I used PlayStation Now, I, again, it was a couple of, like, maybe a year or so ago now for the free trial, and I, I couldn't get, wrap my head around it. I thought it was really hard to f- kind of, like, it wasn't necessarily recommending things to me, mm-hmm. and it was kind of difficult to, like, know what I was looking for. I just kind of went on. I was like, everything's very overwhelming. There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that the UI is better than now, and I wonder if they will do a Game Pass and also make it available on PC. Because that is, again, yeah. I mean, I don't have an Xbox, but I have Xbox Game Pass because that's where I play most of my PC games at this point. Um, I think more so than Steam. So if PlayStation is also on PC, that broadens a whole new bunch of people yeah. who may not have played these old games that now can on PC. Because um, um, the Uncharted, uh, what's it called? The- Thief's, Thieves Legacy. Thieves Legacy yeah, that's I coming think. to PC, isn't it? Yeah. Which is like kind of their first PC, little tiptoe into the... PC pond. Yeah. With Uncharted, yeah. With Uncharted, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the thing. I think if it comes to PC as well, again, that's going to be great. If it is just retro, that's going to 
fit for some people and other people won't bother. But if it's new games as well, in the same vein that Xbox have done with Game Pass, I think it will be pretty damn good. And I'd be interested in getting it. But if it's just one, two, and three PlayStation games, I don't know if I'll bother. Mm -hmm. I don't really have that nostalgia for a lot of PlayStation one or two games. Um, I don't really like playing old games very much. They're not my favorite thing to do. So I probably wouldn't bother. But if it is like new stuff coming out the same way that Game Pass is, I'll consider it. Mm. I just don't want them to take PlayStation Plus and make it as like part of one of the more expensive tiers. Because if you just want like the three new random games. I think the rumors are that that's going to be the base level. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. It will be level three where you get everything. um, Yeah. All all the like old games and stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's six ninety nine for one month of plus eight ninety nine for one month of now, which seems bonkers to yeah, me. I don't insane. know why that's so expensive, but there we are. Is now still exclusively streamed games? So no, be, no, it's not. So PS four, there's no PS five games on there. Right, all PS four games are downloadable. Although controversially, GTA three is not. You yeah. have to stream it, right. which is stupid. Not the original GTA three or the remastered the remastered Mm -hmm. one right yeah uh the ps3 games you have to stream which sucks because the streaming isn't wonderful although speaking as someone who has on numerous occasions accidentally bought playstation now when they meant (laughs) to buy playstation (laughs) plus yes uh but that was intentional (laughs) yeah yeah. um it's way better now than it used to be it's Mm. still not great but it's way better and um as long as playstation now has existed i remember on various outlets saying why is it not part of playstation plus this doesn't make any sense yeah so the fact that they're looking to combine them it's been a long time coming playstation now actually has i think quite a lot of subscribers citation very much needed but i think it's it's quite a lot um and for me personally i would only ever subscribe for like a week or a month just to get the most of the big game that goes on there Mm -hmm. that that particular time i don't think PlayStation will do a Game Pass because they can't afford to lose the same money that Xbox is yeah, by doing Game true. Pass. Well, you say that, but a lot of the comments we got on last week's podcast were saying that there was actually like evidence that Xbox had put out that they were making quite a lot of money on Game Pass. I would be very interested to see that evidence um, because they have never spoken about profit. Yeah, ever. but according to quite a few people in the comments that there was their Xbox Game Pass does make profit. Okay. For Xbox. Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe we'll have to look into that. But. I would be very interested to see that. I just don't understand how a Halo mm. game, for example, that you've spent years and years making and putting millions and millions and millions of dollars into can be put out for free yeah. for subscribers and the money can be recouped along with everything else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It What does make sense is that Microsoft can afford to do that forever um, with no sweat at all, whereas PlayStation can't. They absolutely cannot afford to mm. do I guess that. if you think about it, though, you know, even looking at something like Netflix, mm. which has some huge budget TV shows, they do the same thing. They say, well, for eight ninety nine, that's it. People just watch the thing that we spent millions of dollars making. It's um, very true. So I don't know. But they I know, don't know, though. They don't produce a hate. Uh, uh, sorry. Excuse me. A Netflix box. Uh, and they also don't produce. No, they, don't. they also don't package and sell. I think they may sell some of them on DVD. They probably do. Yeah, mm. but that was never. I mean, it actually was. It they used to rent stuff out. But yeah. what I mean is, their original stuff. It, it wasn't like we used to make. No, Orange it's is the not new a black change on DVD. in the business plan. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. 
I'm very open to seeing this evidence if if it is there, obviously. Uh, but certainly the point is PlayStation can't afford to do this no. and Xbox definitely can. So th- whatever this ends up being, if it is strictly as described, I think that's going to be your lot, basically. That mm. is going to be what it ends up being. Um, my concern would be that if they did go toe-to-toe with Xbox, again, which I don't think they will, it'll be kind of like a race to the bottom sort of thing as we talked about the other week, mm. where who can charge the least amount to give access to all their games to everyone. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know that that will happen. What I am a little worried about, though, is backwards compatibility, if that is what this is, being locked behind a subscription. Yeah. Um, and ni- the way Nintendo's been doing it hasn't gone down particularly well mm. with everyone because people would just kind of like an a la carte style store where you can just buy stuff. Um, I agree, but I think like this is probably the only way they're going to do it. It may well be. That may well be, but I think they're still going to end up annoying a lot of people with yeah. it, even if they, even if it is the only option. Mm-hmm. People are still going to be cross. They will be, but yeah, if 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 there was some, if logistically this wasn't possible, and mm. you know for whatever reason they ju- they just couldn't offer this as a service, I feel like that would be it. They'd be like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna start putting them on the store. They just because I feel like they should have done that years oh, ago. Oh yeah, they should have. If done. they were going to do it, they would have done it. So this and may be the only opportunity we have to. It's not going to be a case of putting discs into your console either. No, that's probably mm. not going to work. We're not going to get that. No, um, the uh, prospect of PSP games is quite exciting. Although I do wish that they would do that with Vita. Mm. Although you can't really because they made a touchscreen console. Yeah. So true. I don't know how that would translate. But all that being said, I. I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and I would like to see what they do. I just don't know that people are going to look at this, again, very much price-dependent, and say, wow, this is so much better than Game Pass. Yeah. Because Game Pass is unbeatable. Mm. They, If Sony wanted to they answer to, to this, they should have done more ages Sooner, ago. Yeah. Xbox is just rolling now. There's mm. the, Sony can't catch up to them, but they can offer something, maybe this is it, that is almost as attractive mm. that keeps people engaged in the PlayStation platform because so many people have bought Xbox Series S's just for Game Pass. Yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about doing and, it at some point. I mean, it's 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 logical. Why wouldn't you do it? Mm. Um, yeah. So we'll see what this ends up being. But I, I have concerns, but also I am excited for new stuff. What you yeah. got? So just in a quick search, this article came out on the 16th of November. Um and it's an interview with Phil Spencer. And he says, I know there's a lot of people that like to write that we're burning cash right now for some future pot of gold at the end. No, Game Pass is very, very sustainable right sustainable. now. And it as it sits and continues to grow. Back in October, financial results from Microsoft showed that Game Pass didn't grow as much as the company had liked, but the service has still seen to grow and not decline. The large major the last major number we officially heard in regards to the service was in January, where it sat at 18 million subscribers. Um, this it basically says that like if you know the exact numbers you can do the maths but the exact number fluctuates because some people are on the one month promotional subscriptions mm-hmm. and stuff but it's currently rumored to sit at 25 to 30 million people using it 10 pounds a month for 30 yeah. million people it's a lot so, of money mm. i'm not doubting that for a second no, but until we but get that's just a quick search so maybe there is actually like more evidence i just have that they're making it. a profit because and how much does is, it cost them to 
offer the he, service in the first place. Phil Spencer minute. has n at no point said that we are turning a profit. He's no. only ever said sustainable. And he mm. would say that if that was the case. Again, because people take it very personally. I'm not criticizing Game Pass. I think it's, it's phenomenal. Mm. I'm just, I doubt sincerely the X that Xbox is making a profit full stop. And if they are, it's probably not a big one because this is unprecedented what they're doing. Mm. And PlayStation cannot do the same thing. They just can't, they don't have the money that Microsoft has, mm. even to get a thing going, even if it did end up being profitable. The but investment would be so significant. But it's kind of like what we've been talking about over the past. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really cold. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about it at New Year 2021, uh, maybe even the year before that as well, when you're kind of looking forward and thinking about the future of gaming and stuff. We often get questions like that at New Year time. We've talked about how, you know, it, it's been this kind of race since the 80s or the 90s, 90s certainly. The, you know, it's been this kind of like-for-like -like race between different companies, Sega, Microsoft, PlayStation, uh, you know, all kind of producing the same sort of hardware and games and hoping that one of them is going to come out on mm. top. But now with this most recent generation and possibly you could argue the generation before, things have just started to diverge and they're actually saying, we're not all going to do the same thing anymore. Mm. And if, uh, you know, PlayStation are going to continue to do a kind of traditional thing of here's our console, here are some good games for it. And that's how it works. And Microsoft are going to say, we've got enough money that we can offer this online service instead. Mm. And Nintendo are going to go off and do their own thing as they often do. Then, you know, everyone everyone can go in their own direction and fill in their own little niches. And, yep. you know, that's a good thing. I also think if Plus is anything to go by and the games that we've got on Plus over the last couple months... There ain't a lot that people have been like, oh, yeah, thank God. That's so mm. cool. They've put it on. I've not had Plus for, uh, I think, certainly a month, if not two months now. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to renew it at some point. But I just think, like, I may as well just wait until the next well, game they couldn't even, that I actually want. They didn't even want to put the full Godfall game no. <laughs> Yeah. No, optically, Sony is not doing great in this space at the moment. Although, again, it is worth clarifying that PlayStation Plus is not the same as Game Pass. No. no. It's the same as Games with Gold, mm. which nobody talks about yeah. <laughs> or compares because PlayStation Plus has been putting out some crap games. I honestly don't know what Games with Gold has been putting out, but when people talk about Xbox, they talk about Game Pass, obviously. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's really fair to compare the two, but PlayStation Plus has been rubbish yeah. <laughs> for, for quite a while now. Um, and Sony really do need to step it up. This could be it. As you say, a mm. lot of places and ways to enjoy your games now, which is fantastic. And if Sony brings out something that's even remotely competitive, everybody has to raise to their say, game. Yeah, mm. competition is always a good thing for the consumer. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and obviously, if anybody has an article or evidence mm. of... Uh, profitability. Profitability, please do send it. I'm not throwing down a challenge. and I'm not disputing you, but I would genuinely be very interested yeah. to see it because I have not heard anything to that effect so far tweet it to us if tweet you it like. to us yeah love to see it genuinely um but there we are mm. lots of chatter today on the podcast yeah uh, we hope you enjoyed it and <sighs> we're all just trying to ignore <laughs> the screaming pipes you won't be picking up on the microphone the it's pipes going... are calling eee! it's Stop it's going, yeah, going even higher. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, just a reminder that this will be the last podcast of this year in this studio. Hopefully mm. we'll be back in here in the new year. But following government guidance, we will be uh, podcasting remotely uh, next week and the week after, which will be our Christmas episode. Mm. 
Or at least podcasting distanced from one another. We're not yeah. sure yet. I don't, yeah, I don't know how we're doing We haven't that. quite figured yeah. it out. We'll, we'll come up with something, but uh, yeah. there we are. Peter, where can people find us? On this? Uh, Team Triple Jump, hello. YouTube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's where you can find all of our videos and our live streams. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this. When we... So, we're no longer going to be doing um, the uh, sleepover streams. Um, so, I guess... We'll just move over to Twitch on Thursdays, will we? Or are we going to continue to do YouTube? I think we're going to stay on YouTube. But just do it at um, earlier just time. Just no more sleepover streams. Yeah. Okay, still YouTube then. So we'll stream on YouTube and also we're streaming on Twitch, as usual, doing our solo streams. Uh, forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, Twitter for uh, video and live stream announcements and bits of conversation. Facebook for legacy video content, uh, the weird news post, highlight of the week, um, and uh, live stream uh, stuff occasionally on Facebook as well. well. We'll be on there on Facebook Live. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go to to access our Patreon and uh, look at all of our different tiers. Yes. Awesome. We're, we're modded when, when we do live streams. Uh, Ashton says that we've got mods. They're called Love Rotovich, Charlie Badger, and Mr. Black. Um, and Fraser looks after social media. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for our Patreon. We have many tiers um, with all kinds of different rewards. Go and have a look at them if you like. We have a website. Website is triplej.mup. That's triplej.mp. Spells jump. Um, if you want to go join our Discord, where all of our community like to hang out and talk about all things games, board games, video games, and just general life, mm. then you can go to triplej.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if I tell you to do something, do it. Um, on the pod, if you want to listen to our podcast in its audio forms, maybe you're driving home for Christmas oh, and you'd like to listen to our podcast on your way home, you can go to triplejerk.mup forward slash podcast to find out all the places that you can listen to it. You should be just listening to driving home for Christmas on loop. I on think, loop, yeah. This is true. Oh, but if you get sick hours. of that, then maybe put the podcast yeah. on for a bit and then go back to driving home for Christmas for mm. the rest of your journey. Um, if you want to catch up on all of the live stream VODs, um, we do quite a few a week so if you miss one don't even worry about it you can watch one of our VODs at triplejet.mup forward slash VODs and last but not least for me anyway we have some merch don't know if you've noticed Ben lovingly sporting this sports time scarf in many different ways during the the video version of the podcast but if you want to buy a CD t-shirts jacket pins scarf never a CD um that's a good look I like this one yeah that's a good one um you can go to triplejumpshop.com um, to purchase all of your goods. The CD is limited edition, as mm. is the tin, I believe. So Yes. And isn't there a promise, Ben, about the tin that you or Babs may have tweeted that if we oh, right. yeah. sell well. a certain if we sell out of the tins, there is the potential that we may release a Kiss Me Own Babs t shirt. Well, that's the thing. People <laughs> asked forever. For a Kiss Me, I'm Barbara t-shirt. We're not going to do that because I don't believe that enough of you would buy it, quite frankly. So we've made a very limited edition mints tin, as in like a breath mints tin, with Barbara's face on it and it says, Kiss Me, I'm Babs. I don't think it comes with mints. Does it not? It's just four mints. I, it says mints tin on the website. I th but I think it's to keep mints in. I don't know. That might not be true. Citation needs to check like, before you check out. Yeah. 
I don't know for sure, but it's a tin. If you're buying certainly. it specifically for the mints, you yeah, might that's be weird. Just go get some polos. Just go buy some polos or something, or yeah. Mighty Mints. Uh, but we're, we've produced them in limited quantities. So if you want one, buy one for the love of God. And if we sell out of them, Maybe we'll, we'll look at doing it. a shirt. We we'll could do a limited shirt at first, maybe just a hundred shirts. Maybe. I mean, even then. I don't <laughs> I don't believe that I don't prove me wrong. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown down. The USB stick's still on the store. So I guess that means we've not sold all of yeah, those. Yet. I think we've still got, got some of those. Left, so yeah. Obviously there's a it's a joke, the USB stick, and it's like it's got a video on it of how how you use a USB stick, but you have to plug it into a computer to access the video. So that's yeah. the joke. But you can still use it as a USB stick as well. Mm -hmm. So if you need a, a thumbstick. Maybe just get that. Well, the I issue think... is where I used to work, uh, yeah. you weren't allowed to use USBs. You had to do everything via like OneDrive and stuff because oh, USBs are dangerous. Bad things had. Yeah, they well, are. ours yeah. aren't. Um, anyway, last thing from me. Um, if you get some merch or you want to find out about all the new merch releases, follow our Triple Jump Shop on Twitter and tweet us and them and we will give you a little like of your new merch. We'll say, oh, you look real nice. Lovely. Lovely. Well, nice. <laughs> Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. That's made your hair go flat. It was already flat, wasn't was it? Was it? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen your hair like this before. There we are. I have. Just like a different man. Ben and I have shared hotel rooms and things over the years. And yeah, we, we have. Both wake up like that. <laughs> yeah. Hair sticking up. <laughs> Uh, we do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday streams. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. On YouTube. The other streams being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. Podcast is every Saturday. And we do shows all the bloody time. Mm -hmm. Go check them out. Mm. Why not leave a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Yeah. So I was doing five, five stars. Five stars. Facebook.com, of course, forward slash Team Triple Jump. Go give us a follow. We won't stop asking. It's a worst games ever week, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah. So good. Go it watch it. Uh, <laughs> and watch it. I've forgotten what game it is. It's our Christmas episode, Christmas I think. Episode. Oh, yeah. I keep thinking that's coming next time. But the next episode is on Boxing Day. So yeah. the Christmas episode is this week. It is. Um, and it's a good one. It is. It, it yeah. is. Go check it out. Mm. Uh, rules Boss. There's a Rules Boss episode, a Christ Christmas festive themed one mm -hmm. involving Spider-Man Mars Morales. I hope you enjoyed that. That came out on Friday. Yeah. Uh, weirdest Games Ever, which is due to come out for everybody else next week, is now live for patrons mm. of a certain tier. Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, Worst Games is also available. So if you're a patron of the $5 tier this week, you got Worst, worst Games and Weirdest Games on the same day. Mm. Merry flipping Christmas to you. Next week, uh, we'll be asking for even more podcast questions than usual because our f we'll, well, we'll have to record early, basically. Mm. Um, There's a one that's specifically for Christmas. So yes. I've put that in the title. So if you have any Chris Christmas, Christmas game-related questions, pop those in the Christmas podcast because next week, I mean, if it's a really good question, I might still pick it. But if it's Christmas-specific, save that for the post that's coming out later next week mm -hmm. rather than the one that's coming out to uh, Monday at time of release. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one more thing before we go. Actually, a couple Actually, more. Actually, two more things. I, the one thing happened today that I haven't wrote on the thing. There's, There's a the Halo quip scope. Yes, there is. Yeah, just recorded that with James this morning at time of recording the podcast. Did it sound good? Did he like it? Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, I didn't realize that he was less of a Halo um, veteran 
than um, you are. Well, not than I am, <laughs> but, but than I expected him to be. Because uh, I knew he was an, he's always been a bit of an Xbox fan. So mm-hmm. I assumed, well, naturally you would have played some Halo. He's played Halo 3. He played Reach and ODST. And he played one of the Halo Wars games. But um, he hadn't played some of the earlier ones. So mm-hmm. sounds like it's a, quite a good entry point for people who aren't super Halo savvy. Um, but also, a, you know, a, a good Halo game for people who are big fans. So uh, It's a fun thing I learned about uh, Halo Wars. Mm-hmm. The other this week, I was reading my Jason Schreier book, which yeah. I which collects dust for like months at a time, and I go, I should read some more of that, and then I read some more of it. Just yeah. read a chapter about I think Ensemble, who did the Age of Empires games and also Halo Wars, the first one, mm. and a bunch of them split off to make the studio that did uh, Orcs Must Die. Oh really? Ah, um, yeah. Bad Bad Robot are they called or something? Robot? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mad robot. Like little little connection for you there. Okay. And finally, of course, the Game Awards charity live stream. You can probably still donate by going to triplejudmup forward slash tga. Go there. You can still support. We're uh, we're doing the Diana's Award anti bullying. Uh, campaign charity, mm-hmm. uh, which is a wonderful charity that works with uh, schools and youth groups and so on. So please do support if you can. And uh, of course, all of our coverage from the Game Awards, whatever form that may take, we have not decided. We're tired and ill, and it's only and it starts at midday. one a.m. in the it morning. It starts in about thirteen hours, so it's going to be a long one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll all be up on the channel, and the uh, reactions will be on the VOD's channel soon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there we are. Just enough time to wrap up with our sponsor this week. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Which is... Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Here he comes. Oh, my gosh, what's that? What are those footsteps on the ceiling? Jingle James. Oh, he's teleported us to a different galaxy. It's Father Chris Mass Effect. Hope you brought your breathing apparatus. Oh, no. (laughs) Father Chris Mass Effect has, has teleported us to a different galaxy and we've died. Oh. It's a Christmas miracle. Mm. Christmas effect miracle. Available soon. That's the podcast. Thanks yep. for watching. Keep safe and, uh, you know, distance yourselves and mm. follow government guidance, even though you might not want to because they're filthy liars. <laughs> and we will yes. uh, catch you on the next episode. Mm. Not in this room, no. very sadly. But no. uh, yeah, see you soon, everybody. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market